beginning the day. You realize the potential for the mind for confusion or clarity and the precariousness of our lives. You realize the need to be prompt and quick to pick up uh, skillful dhammas, steer, guide, encourage, repeatedly, persistently, and with a heart of goodwill, keep encouraging the mind towards the skillful. This uh, puja, we really raise up these uh, skillful qualities as images, as, as perceptions, and not only do we raise them up with our thought, we raise them up with our voices, with our hearts, and even with our bodies. And just using your body to lift your energy and get your breathing to be strong and full and uh, steady, using your voice to get your breathing strong and full and steady, and really sending it out with a sense of like you're lifting lifting the mind and sending it up, lifting it up. And so we use this puja, the, what is it worth lifting up to? You think of the making an offering. <coughs> you think of an act of generosity of making an offering. You know, offering to what that which is worthy of being offered to. Offering to the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha. Because if you can't offer to them, <laughs> you know, like, what, what else is there? <laughs> yeah. so the Buddha, the, the, the wise one, the clear one, the compassionate one, the deeply uh, caring and skillful one, something worth offering to. And the Dhamma, the whole truth, the immediately directly realizable that leads to Nibbana. That's worth giving it some time, isn't it? <laughs> Better than reading the papers, which are on the radio or something like that. <laughs> Sangha, those who practice well, those who listen deeply and practice and follow, uh, it's worthy of respect. You know. Well, but then you, think, you may think, well, here I am, but um, what's it going to do with me? <laughs> and well, you know, the mind—you're you're in your mental environment, the environment of your mind. If your mind still believes, you know, here I am living in Bangkok, and da, 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 it's Friday morning, it's going to, da, 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 that's where you are. But if you don't do that, you're not there. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true in one sense, and yet in another sense, what's that? Just, it's the moment of thought and emotion, isn't it? And, and perception. Right? And it can disappear. 
you know, we can think and believe we're in Bangkok or in Thailand. What does that mean? You know? And how 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 real and solid is that? If you follow it, yeah, it becomes so. But where does it go? Work, family, duties, you know, that's where it goes and then and then you die. <laughs> but if you really uh, feel and sense you like you follow the Buddha, Dhamma is your home. Yeah. Uh, truth is your vehicle. It doesn't matter where, you know, what you can call it Bangkok, you can call it Thailand, you can call it Asia, you can call it the Earth, you can call it anywhere, it doesn't really matter. That's just the that's just the decoration. But in your heart is not in these places, your heart is established in Dhamma. Because that's much better. And more lasting. Your heart is established in Dhamma. That's that's more like a home for you, a real place. If your heart is established in Dhamma, this is where you meet good people, wherever you are. This is where you meet qualities you can rely upon, whatever country they call it. This is where you can find the way out of suffering. However old you are, young you are, rich you are, poor you are, this is where you find that. Isn't that a better place to live? Yeah. So then you've got to really make it your home, quickly and, and persistently, because perceptions are confusing. Sense world is confusing. Yeah. We look around with our eyes, and yeah. sense world is very convincing. It's there, but you can't live in it. You can't find a place to rest in it. You can't find a permanent, steady, abiding place in the sense world. You have to keep moving, shifting, adjusting, fidgeting, <laughs> eating, sleeping, bathing, scratching, moving. Because <laughs> it just doesn't, doesn't stay still. There's no abiding place in it. nothing really worth receiving in it. What is there in the sense world? A bit of uh, feeling, pleasant feeling, an unpleasant feeling, which is very transient. And even then, of course, is all the activities that the sense world brings us. Adjust this too cold, put something on. It's too warm, take something off. You're too hungry, put something in. 
you know, if you're dirty, wash something, clean something. You know, you're too tired, go to sleep. Had enough, get up, go to the bathroom. <laughs> Just goes on like that, doesn't it? And you get older and. Well, what's all that about? <laughs> you say, well, this is the real world. Well,. But then if you live in Dhamma, then you do have an abiding place where you can notice certain things and you can feel a sense of a foundation, a real place where you can both sense, you can both uh, receive experience, touches you, sight, sound or Feeling, perception, touches. If you're the touch of it, then you can allow it to pass, and you have this quiet place. And you can move from there, you can act, you can bring forth intentions, directions, decisions. They arise from that, you have an active aspect, and a receptive aspect. You have between the two, it's just the knowing. You can do something, you receive something, and you know, you can be this quiet knowing. It's rather like the breathing. You have the breathing in, the breathing out, and you have the pause between the two. Right? Notice that? Breathing in, breathing out, and then the pause. And sometimes we don't remember that the pause is the most important bit. If you get that right, everything else instead becomes calm and steady. Make your pausing and your breathing, make it, let it be long. It calms, steadies. receptive aspect of mind because the sense world because it's so quick moving we're always busy following it and in that action requires action engagement and you receive little bits of feeling and then you move on to the next thing because the feeling is so brief moves so quickly so you move on to the next thing the mind gets used to moving fast and in an urban society, everything is moving very fast. And generally, as we call what we call progress, is to move so fast that you're exhausted. And you don't know what's going on. <laughs> and that there's no pause. Pausing is a waste of time in the in the modern world. So we just keep moving. Next, the next, the next, the next, the next. But in the pause, listening, receptive, and then you have a choice. You can lift the mind, direct it on to something. Now we do puja, <coughs> you deliberately uh, 
bring your mind onto these images and the act of offering, offering your mind, offering your attention, offering your action, also offering your receptivity to receive the sound and the sense of harmony and the meaning of Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha. It's a very simple meaning, like the pure one. Linga, what does that mean? Pure one, wise one, awakened one. Awakened one, fully free from suffering. No, you know, teacher, guide, friend. Yeah? You find a meaning, linger in it. You feel your heart lift when you receive such a feeling, such a perception. And when we do the same thing with Dhamma, truth, so that which is well taught. Swakato, well taught, thoroughly explained, clear, immediate, inviting you, come in, come in, take hold, come in, there's room for you, it's not far, it can be practiced, and you practice it by lift, by taking your attention and placing it. Take your attention, place it. Decide where you place your attention. That is Dhamma practice. You can get it that simple. It's not that difficult to get the idea. Take your attention, and instead of letting it be grabbed by anything, place it. Hold it there. Do it again. Place it there. Hold it. Receive the skillful. Place it there. Put it there. Receive it. Take it in. Why is it? Why is this skillful? Why is breathing skillful? Why is listening skillful? Why is uh, offering skillful? Because you feel your heart lift. Be steadied. Be made secure and comfortable. Yeah, rather than just scurrying around. We lift the heart and we consider and we reflect upon Sangha. Who can you rely on in the world? Yeah. It's not a matter of nationality, is it? Any country you have good people, bad people, corrupt people, wise people, it's not a matter of no, Sangha is not a matter of country, not a matter of its men or women, young or old. It's those who practice with integrity. Those who follow and practice with integrity, make an effort and commitment. That's who you can rely on. And you consider yeah, just the, even the very idea of that, of where are they? Well, what about you? <laughs> if you want to find good people, be one. 
they'll come round. <laughs> so you say, okay, you, you, you start. You start. You, you come first and you'll find the others will gather round. Yeah? And you'll start to remember people in your life who have integrity, people you can respect. And they come into your heart. You may not see them with your eyes, but they come into your heart because that's what counts. As we know, in the sense world, everything is changing, moving around. In the heart, you can linger in the perceptions and the, the words, the advice, the encouragement, the examples of good people. The Sangha is right here. Yeah. They're there all the time. It's your mind that runs away from it, <laughs> goes in a different direction. I've been, you know, this is throughout thousands of years. And every one of us can recollect, remember skillful people. And we have the examples of some very skillful people. So if you cultivate, you turn your heart in that direction, then you'll start to notice them. They'll come in. You'll remember them. And you'll feel... Uh, company uh, solidarity you won't feel so isolated you know I'm just living in this little apartment in you know, on my own and nobody around and, you know. well actually you know, that's what the sense world says but in your heart you bring them in and you feel rich and you feel you have good company this is the point of doing puja. It's to, to bring yourself into the companionship of the wise and to feel uplifted and gladdened by it. So we are cultivating this way. We are in a way creating a heart image to live in rather than the heart image of samsara problems, confusion, pain, death, crisis, everywhere it's crisis. <laughs> you keep that heart image, what does that do to you? <laughs> what you know on about the sense world is that you will leave it and you don't know when it could be today. You don't want to be living in that when you die. And it will always pull you towards it. Everything is set up to pull you towards it. But you don't want to live in that. Because that's exactly where you'll be. Uh, and that, that's the choice we have to make. Uh, don't you want to be in this? Actually a chance to be lifted. It can be, be nourished, be supported. You know, gain strength, get clarity. Feel good about yourself. Feel self-respect. Clear the mind of its sadness and despair and confusion, pain, craving, misery. Clear it. Sweep your house. Clear it. Clear it. Clear it. So it becomes a good place. (coughs) 
So the puja, and it means there's a certain rising energy. You, know, you can see it does require to lift the mind, to lift your not just your thought but your heart requires energy. But it's not crazy energy, it's not frantic, it's steady. It's like holding your body up, opening your chest, getting your voice to come out nice and clear, doesn't matter how loud it is, so much as the sense it's persistent, steady, rising. Yeah? And you listen to the, the tone of that, the quality of that. And this sets a particular uh, tone for your mind. Tone of brightness, tone of persistence, tone of open-heartedness, a tone of offering. I'm available, I'm open. And then this already is a very skillful place to, to, to put the mind towards, into. The mind is receptive, and then you place within that, it's now ready. Now where, now you place something in that, you place body. How is that? So you have these three uh, domains, you sense presence, which roughly speaking is like your energy in your body, gives you a sense of presence, it's, it's steady, it's not drooping, it's not agitated, it's not flat, it's not Tense, it's just steady, oh, steady energy, body energy, steady, that's that. Around me, around that, close your eyes, around that, you have a sense of space, quietness, openness. And then you have the breathing flowing, moving, between the breathing in, you draw energy in, and then breathing out, you let everything go into the space, into the silence. Breathe in, you breathe in from the silence, and you feel energy rising. You breathe out, you empty out into the silence. Breathe in, and you breathe out. Now, breathing in and breathing out happens anyway. It's an involuntary action. That's what bodies do. So what do we do in terms of breathing in and out? We just place the mind on it so that breathing in and out is not uh, hindered by being too hasty, or being inattentive, you hear the fullness of it. So you get all of that until it completely finishes. You don't strain, but you really wait until it finishes. It empty it finishes, you come to a pause, an openness. You wait. And then it begins again. And it flows. It comes to another pause and you wait. It begins again. And the better you get at waiting, the stronger and clearer and calmer your breathing gets. Mm. Yeah. 
Now this is quite an interesting thing to learn because so often we feel we should do something about our breath or just no no. What you do is you, you do something about learning to wait at the end of the breath. And the breath will adjust itself quite naturally into something stronger and cleaner and clearer without agitation. Now because the mind so often needs support, I've just been suggesting that you might uh, use a, a sound. It's like you paint it. It's like you put a mark on it. So it becomes a bit clearer for your, your mind. And so often the, the sounds that are used is the out breath when you're breathing out. Just imagine you're saying the sound, oh, but instead of using your throat, you just think the sound as if you're hearing it. So it gives your mind like a something to hold to that gives you that quality of a full, steady, descending energy. Get to the end, wait. You feel it pull. Rising. The sound ooh, is sharper, isn't it? If you did it with your throat, your throat would have to be a little bit tighter to make the sound. Ooh, right? Oh, throat is more open. So when you make the sound, ooh, it's sharper. It's, it's, it rises. Now you make the sound, but then it, you do it without using your voice, you think the sound. And as you're bringing that there, as if the, the, the in-breath itself is making the sound. And it's like giving it a, painting it, yeah. placing a, a color, but instead of a visual color, you're placing a sound color. Now, this may sound strange, sounds don't have colors, just the way of speaking. It has a tone. This is a, an image of sound. The image of the sound. Yeah, different, different quality, isn't it? It just gives the mind something to, to attend to. Uh, it's got, because sound and the image of sound has a resonance, has a quality that the heart is touched by. You could say one, two, three, but they're kind of flat. But if you like one, two, three, if that makes you feel happy, <laughs> I don't find one, two, three makes me feel anything really, it's just, so what? But, <laughs> but, but, oh, makes me feel relief, calm, relaxing. A brightening quality to it. And this uh, 
is because the mind itself, the chitra itself, doesn't actually see or hear anything. All it receives are impressions, resonances, perceptions. So when we hear a sound, we hear it with our ear, and the chitta feels, oh, feels sweet, feels bright, feels calm, feels strong, gets that. Chitta doesn't hear anything. It only retains the impression, right? The impression, the feeling of that. So you want to put things onto the chitta that feel sweet or strong, bright, clear, friendly. Put things that have that quality to it. And the chitta, the heart, picks it up. So you could say, may I be well? It's a little bit long, that's all. <laughs> or you could say metta, or you could say buddho, Buddha, buddho. Because those, the meaning of that yeah, has got some quality to it. Whereas we say one, two, three, I mean, is it a happy one or a clear one? It's just the one one. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's got no quality to it. So, and the chitta picks up quality. So if you use numbers, you could do that. It gives you something to put, put, put. But it reminds me of being at school, you know. One, two, one, two, five, and nine, you or of, uh, you know, the way the world works in terms of clocks and numbers. It's abstract, whereas a sound is not abstract, it's direct. It touches, where something shivers with that. A beautiful sound, a steady sound, a calming sound, a brightening sound. Yeah. You can hear, you can do that with sound. You can do that with your voice. You can create different tones like accusation or threat or friendship yeah, or encouragement by the tone of your voice. Yeah. So we, the voice carries meaning, tonality. So when we practice, we want to bring that, that resource as if we're talking to ourselves. But instead of cha 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 talking, <laughs> you should do this. It's talking, which just makes you feel agitated. You bring simple peace, peace, ease. The simple calming, like you're patting a dog, you know, stroke it. Yeah. Breathe out. Oh, relax. Breathe in, bright, in, bright, bright. Just little tonal qualities. You can get it down to just these two sounds. The like that. And that gives the attention something a little richer to hold on to. 
the, the, the well actually I think that's enough my mind is steady now it feels quite bright steady and just relax that you notice you'll receive you'll start to receive the energy of the breathing this bright energy and a calm energy because you've learned to listen more deeply than just the number you learn to listen to the quality and so you've got attention that can feel the quality the out-breath quality is relaxing energy softens in-breath energy brightens pause everything opens steady still breathing out soften gentle breathing in brightening you hear the you hear the tone of the breathing when it touches the heart touches the heart the heart goes into it is nourished by it supported by it steadies in it quiet samadhyati samadhis in it concentrated gladdened steadied in that the heart is taken in by that that's how we cultivate it's not a matter of forcing of the mind like uh, just dragging a dog and forcing it into this, that and the other you feed and you encourage and you whistle to the dog and you stroke it and you bring it in then it behaves and sit down you calm it and it sits down you just don't point at the dog and say do this, do that, do this, do that, do this the dog looks confused (laughs) so you shouldn't do that with your breathing or your body or your mind doesn't behave just feels frightened so you're breathing in and out or meditating or just being present with with your own body and mind you've got to get past the idea of can I do this am I doing it right maybe there's a better way I could be doing it I don't think I can do it what am I supposed to do now? I don't know what to do. Is this, how long should I do it for? How many years do I do it for? Who does it better than me? I'm not an around. I can't do it. You know, just don't do that. Listening to that voice in your mind is going to drive you crazy. <laughs> because it has no quality that's, that supports anything. <laughs> The tone is just doubt and agitation and tension. You don't want to do that. Don't care whether you get it right. It's not getting it right. It just means fear. <laughs> Doesn't it? It means get it right means fear. I might get it wrong, I can't do it. You're already in a state of tension. So don't concern yourself with the idea of getting it right gets in the way you've been breathing in out perfectly well 
for so many years. So this idea of trying to meditate to get it right so I can get this proper level of a kanika or is it apana, samadhi or is it, I don't know, which comes first and Pali is in strange language. Chitta doesn't speak Pali. It just knows this is calming. All you have to do is follow breathing out, breathing in. That makes you feel too tense. Just put that to one side. Just bring the quality of metta to your to your heart right now. Feeling you know, you're in the presence of good company. You know, you're avoiding evil. You're harming, you're making an effort, you're attentive. You know, focus on that until your heart finds confidence. And then you get the right tone. And if you, if you get the right tone, oh, there's an out breath, there's an in breath. That's how we practice. <laughs>